Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for September 10, 2023. Please join in our call to worship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His host. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His glory is above heaven and earth. Praise the Lord.
We praise you, O God, that you show yourself to us in so many ways. We thank you for all nature which shows forth your praise. Help us to join the song. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, when Jesus Christ came up out of the waters of baptism, the sky lit up with the voice of the Father, and you, you alit on Christ in the form of a dove. You descended not as an eagle, powerful and regal, not as a hawk, keen-eyed and quick, not as a sparrow flitting to and fro, but a dove. You descended upon Christ as a meek bird, the sort of bird that the poorest of the poor could afford to offer as a sacrifice, with wings full of peace and hope, too, like the dove who returned to Noah after six straight weeks of unrelenting rain, with a sprig of olive in her beak, extending the hope of life once again. 
When you alit on Christ at his baptism full of meekness and innocence, you anointed him for a ministry not of royal power or military might, but of humility, hope, purity, peace. Anoint us with those same gifts, and send us out wise as serpents and innocent as doves, preparing the way for hope and peace. In the gentle, humble name of Jesus the Son, we pray. Amen. This is the last week of our summer series on Birds of the Bible, called Consider the Birds. We end our series with The Pigeon, Purity and Impurity. Our scripture is John 1, 29-34. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. My little granddaughter, Abby, loves pigeons. Her mom, Jen, is not so keen. She has had in the past a fake owl that was supposed to keep the pigeons away from their deck. But Abby loves pigeons and the owl wasn't working that well anyway, so Jen put the fake owl away. The ancient rabbis who wrote the Talmud said that God, whose spirit hovered over the formless deep before creation, hovered like a dove. Not an eagle, nor a pelican, nor some other more impressive bird, but a small, gentle, harmless dove. So the representation of God's Spirit as a dove has a very long pedigree. It may be surprising to know that a dove is just a pigeon under another name. Both belong to the family Columbidae. We tend to call smaller and more delicate members of this family doves and the larger ones pigeons, but the lines are rather blurred. So, could a pigeon command creation? Those rabbis had wild imaginations. Still, I like the image of God, the spirit of God, something like a pigeon. In the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, the spirit of God hovers over Mary. The spirit hovered over the formless deep in Genesis and caused it to bring forth life. In the same way, it hovered over Mary and caused her to bring forth life. Christian art through the ages has depicted this hovering presence in the spirit of the rabbis as a dove. This image is both richer and stranger than we usually think. 
Once we get to the baptism of Jesus, the text is explicit. Here the Spirit of God shows up, and each of the Gospel writers is clear. The Spirit shows up like a dove. The heavens open and the Spirit descends like a dove with an accompanying voice. This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. John the Baptist says, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. This is the way John said he knew Jesus to be the Messiah. That was the messenger, the dove. The dove, or pigeon, has been used as a messenger from ancient times. It has served every empire from the ancient Egyptians to the Romans to the Allied troops in World War I. The most famous pigeon messenger was Cher Ami, who served, saved an American troop that was being fired on from both sides. He flew through enemy fire to give the message to the Allied command that they were shooting at their own men. He was awarded the Croix de Guerre medal for his heroic flight. You can see him now stuffed in the Smithsonian. This was not a fragile, easily frightened bird. I imagine this messenger to have some ferocity, or as much ferocity as a pigeon is allowed to have. In the same way, I imagine the Holy Spirit would not be easily frightened. Like Abby's pigeons that keep coming back to the deck, I see the Holy Spirit as one not easily discouraged. In our modern day, the dove has become a symbol of purity. We think of the biblical dove as white, but it is more likely that it was gray, with an iridescent green and violet neck, a rock dove, common in Palestine and the ancestor of our common domestic pigeon. That common domestic pigeon that gathers in our city squares and makes such a mess on sidewalks and statues. Archaeological evidence suggests that the dove was domesticated very early in the history of humans. People have been raising them to eat and race and sacrifice and carry messages for them for at least 3,000 years. The rock doves or pigeons found in our cities and barns are probably from populations first established by escaped domestic pigeons. They are often referred to as feral pigeons. I like this image of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot be contained. It is ubiquitous everywhere in our streets, and it wants to be near us. Pigeons are everywhere people can be. They won't leave us alone. Yet there is hardly a bird that people are more likely to want to exterminate. People are often not fond of pigeons. They call them rats with wings. They say they infest urban areas. In Germany, outdoor clocks, fences, and the like have spikes pointing upwards to try to discourage pigeons from landing. Cities have tried countless ways to exterminate pigeons, usually unsuccessfully. What if the Spirit of God descends like a pigeon somehow, always underfoot, routinely ignored, often despised? 
Our own native pigeon, the passenger pigeon, used to be so abundant that some flocks took three days to pass by, blocking the sun. It is estimated that they made up 45% of the total bird population in North America. Imagine the skies bursting with such profligate life. They were so abundant that people saw no reason not to shoot them. They were hunted on a massive scale in the Midwest. Their characteristic habit of massing together made it easy to slaughter hundreds at a time. Their carcasses were loaded on boxcars and shipped to the east, where they were sold as inexpensive food for slaves and the poor. In New York City, in 1805, they sold for two cents a pair. The passenger pigeon thus went from being one of the most abundant species in the world in the 19th century to utter extinction in the early 20th. Maybe the Spirit of God is so common wherever life is that we don't recognize it or necessarily respect it. Maybe that explains why we are unkind, ungenerous, why we even kill one another, why we are ungrateful and destructive. The Spirit of God is among us, the Holy Spirit, and we often don't even notice it. Maybe we don't notice it because we are looking for something pure and white and the Spirit of God is more complicated than that. Maybe we are mistaken about what holy means. The ancient Jews in the temple system accepted the dove for sacrifices. It was the only bird acceptable for burnt offerings. So its purity made it an acceptable option for those who could not afford to offer a mammal like a lamb or a goat. Notice at Jesus' presentation at the temple 40 days after his birth, his parents offered two young pigeons or two turtle doves at, at the temple, the poor people's option. But Jesus, in his ministry, set the purity customs of the Jews on their heads. Instead of observing the ritual cleansing and the don't-touch-this-don't-touch-that rules of his own native religion, Jesus and his disciples ate with hands unwashed. Jesus touched lepers. Jesus came into contact with unclean women. Jesus touched the dead. In fact, Jesus, the purest, most holy one, did the unexpected. Jesus was God, fully human, entering the body fully, touching everything unclean in order that we might be freed from our compulsion to separate ourselves from others or even from our own real selves. God created us and loves us as we are. That seems to be the thrust of the narratives. We don't need to pretend to be what we're not, since God loves what we are. Debbie Blue points out, Jesus starts his ministry by being baptized. Baptism is a symbol of death and renewed life. It's a bold statement to begin with. Gods don't usually die. 
nor would they stoop to being baptized in the river with the masses of the ordinary. To be alive involves a lot, suffering and taste buds and sweetness and muck. The Spirit of God is not apart from this. It hovered over the deep and called out life. John the Baptist says he saw it descend as a dove, a pigeon. It lands, hovers, plunges, and coos, coming again and again, leaving its droppings on our sleeves. We can hit it with a stick all day long, but it keeps racing to us, desirous that we might open our hearts. Let us pray. O Holy Spirit, Heavenly Dove, we are sorry for the ways we ignore you, chase you away, or pretend you do not exist. Keep returning again and again and again to our hearts. Help us to recognize your beauty and open our hearts to your divine love. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the benediction. The Holy Spirit calls us to peace, peace within ourselves, peace with others, peace with all. Let us embrace that peace, that love, that beauty. Go in peace. Amen.